0: Hi, you're listening to Mystically Inclined with Fiona and Mo, a podcast
1: featuring conversations that explore what it means to live in alignment. From the practical to the mystical, we're here to challenge our beliefs, learn from each other and grow together and have fun and have fun.
0: Okay, on today's episode, we have a special treat for you. We figured in honor of Spooky Season, we would hear some real ghost stories, not from people who just talk to spirit like it's no big deal, but from regular old people where when a ghost shows up, it is surprising. Mm -hmm. So today we will hear from my brother, Kyle.
1: That's right. We're also hearing from a couple of our good friends. One of them is Renee.
0: And then lastly,
1: Tiffany. Yeah. So they um, were so generous with their stories and some are silly, some are spooky, and we're not going to tell you who's who. So you're just going to have to listen and figure out (laughs) which ones
0: sound fun and which ones are like a big no. (laughs) (laughs) Which ones will give you nightmares for months? (laughs) And big thank you to Roy, your brother, for making us some custom Halloween music for this spooky episode. Yeah, this is like the family episode. We have all the people on here, all of our people. so fun. Uh, We hope you enjoy our special spooky Halloween episode. no hi kyle (laughs) hi kyle hi
2: i was trying to ghost you get it oh (laughs) you love a good pun (laughs) nope i'll thought of right on the spot how's everybody doing pretty good good. how are you good good
1: we recorded with my husband the other day and we made him be on camera and we were in the same house just in different rooms (laughs) (laughs) so you have no
0: choice but to look at us (laughs) That's so, great. you have a little ghost story for us?
2: I do have. I have a couple ghost stories.
0: All right, set but, the stage.
2: Okay, so my my big ghost story, and I I hate this one, but I think of it all the time and it still makes me smile. So I guess it's a good story. All right. So it was a dark and stormy night. No, I'm just kidding. It was summer in <laughs> Connecticut, uh, which is like my favorite place to be in the summer. So beautiful setting. And I was at a friend's house. So his family had like knocked down their house on the water and they were building a new one. So so they had to, you know, while construction was going on, they had to rent a new, you know, a different house on the other side of town. And so it was away from the water, it was in the woods, like, you know, each property was like a couple acres of land of woods, so you can't see the neighbors or anything like that, like real pretty open area. But I had been to the house before. They had thrown a party at some point earlier in the summer. And so I was, like, familiar with the house and everything like that. But they were out of town for the weekend, and then they asked me to, to dog sit for them. And so I, I doubt they paid me or anything. I just probably, like, they gave me beer and, like, a place to sleep, and I was 20. So that was a good deal for me. And I was like, okay, this is this is fine. And so it was this old house. But I had been there. I was comfortable whatever. had a couple beers and was, like, kind of reading and going to bed. Let's say it was around midnight or something. And so I was just watching the two dogs. And I was all by myself in the house. And all of a sudden, like, as as I'm about to, like, turn off the lights to go to sleep, I hear this, like, blaring voice coming through. And I had no idea where this was coming from. Like, my first instinct was that it was – like the first burglar in history to make more noise when they were attacking a house or something. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is coming through the door right now? Like why are they bringing their like boombox and like just blaring <laughs> music or whatever. So I realized it wasn't a burglar, but I had no idea where the sound was coming from. So
0: could you tell what it was saying?
2: No, it's just somebody talking really really loudly and it sounded like it was like I had left a TV on or something. So I like went over to the TV. The TV was off. I don't even think there was an upstairs to the house. So, like, I checked all – it was a small house, but I checked all the rooms that I that I knew about or whatever. Couldn't find where any of this, like, sound was coming from. I was, like, trying to, like, listen to the walls or something, like, just trying to see where it was coming from. And I found a door that was behind, like, all the jackets and coats and stuff like that. Like, all the storage. I saw this. there was a door. And so I moved some of the boxes and – I was like, ah, shit, I don't want to open this door. I could tell the sound was coming through there. I was (laughs) like, ah, God, do not want to see what's behind this door. But, like, I was, like, shaking and decided to open it. So I creaked open this door. And, of course, it was just pitch black stairway to a basement. Like, you can't see more than three steps down. And all and all of a sudden, I got, like, hit in the face with this, you know, this loud sound. I was like, "Oh shit, it's coming from the basement. Like, I've never even seen this door before. I don't want to go down to that basement at all. What is going on? Did you arm yourself at all? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember if I did? I'm just, I imagine <laughs> Wait, I did. Wait, did
1: you go to into the basement? I would have never. I would have left.
2: No, I was <laughs> like, no, basically, if you can picture it, I opened it realized where the sound was coming from said fuck this and closed the door <laughs> just as quickly
1: <laughs> yeah that's correct that's exactly how you handled that situation. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um i'm assuming i grabbed a knife of some sort yeah so let's say i don't I was remember on... it
0: from the original telling but i would imagine you grabbing whatever was nearby <laughs> as well
2: <laughs> yeah so I was like, okay, well, I don't know what's going on here and I'm not going to stick around to figure out what's going on. So, I sat on the bed and started putting my shoes on. And as I'm putting my shoes on, I can see uh the driveway like through the window in the bedroom. And as I'm putting my shoes on, both of their cars that they had left over, you know, over the weekend, started the alarm started going off and they started blaring and honking for for no reason at all there was no there's no road there there's nobody like walking by there's no cars coming by or anything like all at once this loud noise is going these cars are blaring i was like (laughs) what the hell is happening i gotta get out of here i didn't even finish tying my shoes and uh thought for a split second what i should do with the dogs i was like i'm not dealing with like rusty like waddling up to the car and like taking his time to get in there like I was like see ya, dogs I'm out of here and just counted to three opened my door and like sprinted to the car um and of course I had to run past the two cars that were the alarms were going off at the time so I'm sprinting past and also like peering like peering through the windows of the cars with the alarms going off, expecting to see just, like, dead bodies hanging out of them, you know? I'm like, of course, there's somebody murdered in these cars. There were no dead bodies <laughs> when I ran past, but in my imagination, there were.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, got to my car, peeled out of there, and, and went home, and didn't return until the next day when my stepbrother, like, decided he would accompany me and, like, go check out the house together. Then we went downstairs and... Found a like one of those, uh, you know, the type of a, like alarm clock that everybody had back then, like you know, in the 90s or whatever, um, like that brown like alarm clock. And for some reason, it had just decided to go off the one day that I was there by myself. Like they had been living there for months and this alarm never went off. And I don't think I can understand why that happened or why the car alarms went off either. <laughs> like, Maybe a deer ran past, like, at the exact moment that I was, like, losing my mind. I don't know, but... But,
1: like, it wouldn't have been triggered from them just walking past. Like, you typically have to, like, try and force yourself into the car,
2: right? Right. Like, the deer would have had to, like, run into the car. Right. to make any (laughs) sense.
0: (laughs) This is not in the era of, like, smartphones or anything where somebody could have remote started something just to mess with you.
2: Like... (laughs) <laughs> no it made no sense i can't explain why either of these things happened within like three minutes of each other oh i would have uh-huh. done
1: the same thing i would have ran right for my life just been like peace i'm out
2: <laughs> yeah <it's> terrifying
1: <laughs> poor dogs uh, good thing terrifying. they weren't possessed it would have been all your fault
0: <laughs> wait so you just left the dogs with the noises <laughs> blaring the whole night <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: yeah okay I figured, this is a psa
1: yeah. do not hire kyle to watch
2: <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for i got paid a beer um yeah i guess if you look at it that way maureen like i left them with noise in the house like that's as nice as you can like look at that situation i left them to be murdered by this ghost or whatever no. was that happen- <laughs> like i was like i don't even know these dogs i'm out <laughs>
0: Wait, what's your other ghost story?
2: Um, uh, I've got a few, but the other one that comes to mind is when I was watching um, *Silence of the Lambs*. So I, I like couldn't sleep one night, and it was, you know, when there was just like programming on. So I turned on. It was like three in the morning. I turned on HBO and *Silence of the Lambs* was on. How and old was, were you? Where were you living? <laughs> uh, I was around the same age. So it was okay. in Guilford, in Connecticut. So I don't know, probably like. In, 1819 something like that and so i was watching this movie and it gets really really intense when they you know if if you've seen it like they're Mm. going through all the like the hallways of the guy's house and like these tunnels and all this stuff and they're like chasing him and it's and they realize he's you know he's a serial killer and all this like crazy stuff is going on so very intense time part of the movie and right as like i swear is like when they turn the corner to see him or to, you know like that one like biggest part of the movie where it's like you're gonna jump and freak out our front door blew open <laughs> right as that happened it was not windy it wasn't like somebody didn't close the door or something like that or I was sitting with it half open when I was and didn't notice like the door was closed it wasn't windy and it got to the freakiest part of the movie and the front door just blew open and uh,
1: <laughs> okay. Something like that has happened to me. I I watched the first episode of American Horror Story and I was in the room by myself, but like John and his friends were on the front porch and we could see each other. There was like a window. So they were like right next to me through the window. So I wasn't like really alone, but I'm watching the show and I'm like, yo, this is kind of scary. Like, I'm, I don't know. So I watch one episode and then everybody leaves. John and I are going up to bed and John's like, oh, I'm going to take a shower before bed. I'm like, okay, great. But our shower was downstairs. So I get in bed and all of a sudden I hear
4: the door like
1: creak open, like so loud, like this, the loudest creak ever. And it had never done that before. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm freaked out. And I'm like, I'm not leaving this bed. Like, John's just going to have to find me murdered. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So he comes up and I'm telling him about it. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, great. Like, n- that's never happened before. So he lays in bed and it fucking creaks again. Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh. And then he panicked. And then I was like double panicked because I'm like, whoa, you're not supposed to be scared. <laughs> like, I'm the scared one. Um, But and then nothing ever happened. Like, we didn't die. And the door never once made that noise again.
2: Oh my gosh. It's it's funny when that stuff happens, when you're in bed and that stuff happens, <laughs> like the uh, you're taking it to the next level when you put your feet on the ground for some reason, as if the thing is like <laughs> under your bed. And as soon as your feet touch the ground, you're like, you're toast.
0: You're running. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, I'm safe in sheets. Yeah, This yeah. blanket's going to
0: protect me. <laughs> I definitely was hesitant to stick my feet out for a while after that one Unsolved mm. Mysteries I watched. It's like, Not going to get me today. No. Mm -hmm. Scary.
2: (laughs) But I've I've had a few of them. And you're just like, I know there are people that can explain why things happen. They're like, oh, it was just this or, you know, whatever. Hmm. Like explaining UFOs or something like for aliens. But, man, I don't have a good explanation for for a couple of these stories. It makes no sense.
0: (laughs) Yep. Those are pretty creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Maureen. We've been hearing
1: some scary stories. I, I know. Out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One of our guests, Kyle, suggested that I could develop my mediumship skills if I wanted to, and I was like, "Oh fuck, no, I don't." <laughs> I, I like, think no, I could.
1: Was this your idea, like to to <laughs> cement <laughs> the
0: fear? Yeah, you think you could too?
2: Mm-hmm. Do you want I to? Do think so. No, they're freaking scary. <laughs> <laughs> None <laughs> All of this of sounds them, you fun. guys.
1: Some exactly. of your grandmas are nice. Like, what the
2: hell? <laughs> kind of nice.
1: <laughs> Just a little nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that the ghosts that are, like, trying to scare the shit out of you to, like, sprint out of the house, I don't think those are the ones I really want to be hanging out with or get to, like, develop skills to communicate with.
0: Yeah, I don't think that was a grandparent.
2: (laughs) I was just a jerk.
0: (laughs) Although I
1: would have so much fun scaring the shit out of people if I were a ghost. It's true. Wouldn't you do it all the time? I would. I'd do it to, like, live people. You know, like, i do it right now in my life.
2: I told my brother Colin that if I died before him, I'm gonna haunt the shit out of him.
3: (laughs) What would you do?
2: He, well, he, he said the same thing. He's like, Oh, yeah, I would totally haunt you. I'd, I'd, he goes, Oh, yeah, I would take like a goat's head. And I was like, Wait, what? That's, That's really exciting. Like, I'm not putting dead animals near you. Like, I was just going to like move your glass or something. Right. Plus, how does
0: Colin think he has this like superpowers as a ghost that he's going to be able to get a ghost head? <laughs> You're like, Yeah, most of them can like move a paper.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna rip a goat's head off. Yeah, put it in your bed. Won't that be hilarious? No, that's not hilarious. It's just got real dark.
0: (laughs) Well, if Colin creep deceases you and you find a goat's head in your bed, we'll know who did it. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, he already he already told me the joke, so it won't even be a mystery.
0: (laughs) Probably better uh, that you would know.
1: I wouldn't want that kind of mystery. (laughs) <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> like, oh, Colin's back <laughs> ha ha you already told me it was you now I gotta do the sheets again
1: okay if this happens and Colin's not dead I'm gonna be freaked out <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well thank you for coming on to share your stories you're yes. welcome <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it
2: you're, you're welcome I like telling that story <laughs> thanks for having me
0: yeah anytime <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys later. Love you. Bye. Love
2: you. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, we need like an actual catch-up time because this is not going to be enough time for me to sufficiently catch up.
5: No, True. it's so good to see both of your faces, my
1: God. No, you too.
0: You too. <clears throat> so we're putting together we've talked to a lot of people who have had exchanges with spirits and ghosts, whatever mm-hmm. they might like to be called. But um, for most of those people, it's just like another day, no big deal. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun for our spooky Halloween episode to talk to some laymans who have had interactions <laughs> with spooky ghosts who <laughs> who don't find it every day normal, like us. Yeah,
5: no. <laughs> No, this is not my life living in the spiritual world day
0: after day. (laughs) So tell us all about it. Set the stage. Uh, Oh, gosh. It was
5: quite a long time ago. And I was in my early 20s. But just to back up, like as a kid, I loved like ghost stories and things like that. But I wouldn't have considered myself someone who like believed in ghosts, you know, Mm -hmm. like, I I always thought it was fascinating. And I always thought that there was something interesting, beyond the physical world that there had to be some type of connection there. But never had I experienced anything, or seen anything um, that was out of the ordinary. So this came as like, (laughs) just such a shock, and in the way that it happened. So early 20s. I was living in Brantford with my mom at the time and my sister. And we had moved into this old home that had been split into, I think it was two apartments and one office, but it, you know, it was like right in the heart of downtown Brantford. And I want to say it was built in like early 1700s. Oh, wow. Yeah. So to give you a little bit of context, with a house that old, if you haven't ever been in one, is they have like giant wide plank wood floors, like super wide, mm-hmm. like over a foot. And the staircase is really steep and mm-hmm. the stairs themselves are tall, but the width of the, the stairs are really narrow. And when we first moved in, it was just kind of cool, like a novelty, and it felt a little Creepy, but nothing like, you know, nothing crazy. So we just felt kind of like, like we were being watched sometimes. And I remember my Ooh. sister and I like watching, I know, <laughs> watching TV downstairs together. And it was a small room and it was right next to the basement door, which I'll get to the basement in a second because that's a story. Basement. In itself. <laughs> yeah. My God, this basement. Oh, I still like have nightmares about it. Um, but we would be sitting watching TV and you just get the overwhelming sensation that you were not by yourself. And I'd never felt that before. And like if you if you've ever had that sensation, maybe it was as a kid, like going up the stairs and something you feel like something's like nipping at your heels. Mm-hmm. But this just felt like somebody else was in the fucking room with you. <laughs> <laughs> and we would look at each other and just like you know, your skin would crawl. But again, nothing tangible, not you could you know. Our laundry was in this basement. And in order to do laundry, we had to go down these rickety wooden stairs. And this house was so old that in the basement, the the beams like were not nor normal, like two by fours or whatever they're supposed to be. They were literal tree trunks.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
5: whole tree trunks. Mm-hmm. And as you descend the basement stairs, directly in front of you was like a good two foot step up into a small square black hole that was dirt. So there's a crawl space with no door that stares at you when you reach the bottom of these basement stairs. And we one day with some brave friends and some flashlights, some of them crawled back in there, but it's kind of like one went one way, one went the other way and nobody ever got to the end of where they went because they got you scared. <laughs> so I'm not sure what these were meant for, but this stared at you as you carried your laundry basket down the stairs. And then you had to loop around and get to the washer and dryer. So you can imagine doing laundry was not fun and I had
1: lots of dirty clothes. So <laughs> my anxiety level is already like I oh. it up. I'm it like, <laughs> oh. oh, I would never get into that crawl spaces.
5: <laughs> no. no. And it was dark down there, even with the lights on. So it was
1: just not a fun
5: experience doing laundry. So that was just the overall vibe of the house in and of itself. And I tried to spend as little time there as possible. And as a 20 early 20 something, that wasn't hard. You know, we were both busy. My sister was dating an old boyfriend at the time. And I was dating somebody. And so we were just out and about. But this one particular evening, and I don't remember the date. I do remember that my mom wasn't home. She was out with her boyfriend that night. I think she was spending the night. But my sister was with me and her boyfriend was there too. So we had our bedrooms on the second floor. And these narrow staircase that you climbed up just to give you like a little visual. I'm very visual. So I'm going to explain this. But some people might be like, what are you talking about? You climb the staircase to the second floor and on the left, right at the top of the stairs was her bedroom door. And then if you turned right, there was another door to this weird, tiny little closet-like room that had windows. Hmm. And also there were windows that faced the, the hallway. So it was very strange. I don't know, like it's not big enough for a bed. Not sure why it was designed that way. But if you make another hard right and just loop around at the end of the hallway, was this, the stairs to the attic with a door. And then right next to that was my bedroom door. So it was kind of in a weird L configuration. So they go to bed. I don't even remember. It was like 10 o'clock at night or something. I go to bed and my bed faces the wall. It's against the wall where the attic stairs come down. And I remember laying there drifting off to sleep. And all of a sudden I heard what sounded like heavy wooden bottom shoes walking across the attic coming towards me towards like where the stairs would be behind my bed. And I was like, what on earth? And it was, it was loud. Like, like I'm not imagining this loud.
0: So I remember I sat up (laughs) and you're like, this is not like a raccoon in the attic.
5: No, no. It's like clunk, 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 like heavy. (sighs) and my heart starts pounding because there's nobody living in the other apartment at this time by the way and they don't have access to the attic it was just our our apartment that did for those who who are out there like well maybe it was the neighbor no nope, nope. no neighbor <laughs> no nope, not at this time of night either and i sat up and i was like i'm awake i'm awake right <laughs> and all of a sudden these footsteps start to descend the stairs behind my bed and i can hear it clear as day and all i'm thinking is the door at the bottom of those stairs is right next to the door to my bedroom. And my bedroom door was closed, but it was right at the foot of my bed and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, is somebody going to come through
0: my door? What did you think it was at that point?
5: Thinking about it? I had no idea. I'm like, did did an intruder get into right. the house and like go in the attic? Like, are we about to get murdered?
0: Like what you're thinking more intruder, less ghost.
5: Oh yeah. Total yeah. intruder. But okay. also confused at the sound of these shoes. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking, reflecting back, I was like, "These don't sound like normal shoes. Like, why wouldn't an intruder be wearing sneakers? I don't know. They're <laughs> <laughs> literally called sneakers. To sneak. Like you, right? You intrude <laughs> and you want to be quiet. You don't yeah. want to be wearing like these giant
0: pirate things. Yeah. yeah.
5: So they get louder and louder, and they're coming down closer to where my head is next to this wall. And it gets to the bottom and I hear the wooden door open at the bottom of the the basement stairs, which is the one next to my door. And then I hear the footsteps go back down the hallway towards my sister's bedroom. And then right about where I said that weird little room was with the windows that shouldn't be there, they just stopped and I never heard them again. And my heart's pounding right now. Just like me too. <laughs> I haven't talked about this in so long. Um, oh. I'm like literally like shaking. Oh. Um, so yeah, they just stopped, and I remember just laying there in bed. My I could hear my heart. I thought everybody in the world could hear my heart beating. I never slept that night. I laid there all night long. It was the most miserable night next to like
0: having a newborn <laughs> <laughs> did you have a cell phone at that point
5: um I must have I must have but I don't yeah. remember I don't I don't remember having it
0: you were just kind of like paralyzed yeah and it yeah. wasn't
1: like how cell phones are now where you know you can access everything or no, you know, I wasn't text like somebody text
5: yeah somebody. yeah it wasn't like it was probably like a flip phone if anything I don't know so I just laid there all night longest night of my life and then the next morning I got up early, you know, cause I was like, I got to get out of this room. I'm like losing my mind. I need coffee. And I went downstairs. I looked in the little weird room. Did I like hallucinate or something last night? Like what the fuck? So I go downstairs and I make a pot of coffee and I'm sitting at the table, probably looking like death. And a little while later, my sister and her boyfriend came downstairs And they both looked like death. And they walked into the kitchen. I'll never forget this. I was sitting at the table and I looked at them. And they both had bags under their eyes. And they looked at me. And Jay, her boyfriend at the time, he he has an interesting way of communicating. But he was like, Yo! (laughs) Yo! Do you hear the fucking footsteps last night?
3: Oh no!
5: (laughs) I nearly fell off my chair. And I just stared at them and Adrian was like, "Renée, did you hear the footsteps in the hallway last in the attic last night?" I'm like, "Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it too." And I like started crying. And they're like, "Yeah, what the hell was that?" I was like, "I don't know." She's like, "It this they stopped outside my door." I'm like, "I know." And we just stared at each other. We're like, holy shit, this place is legit haunted, legit haunted. So fast forward to a couple days later, we told my mom about it. And a good friend of hers is, is he's a medium of some sort and he does house cleansings. And I was like, I don't know what that is. But anyway, she called him and he came over. A few days after that. And of course, there's not much sleep being had. I I don't even think I went home again after that. I don't know where I went, but I was like, bye. (laughs) But I was there when he came and he brought whatever you bring crystals and some kind of thing to smudge. Mm -hmm. And he walked in and immediately he was like, the energy in here is interesting. He's like, I'm getting a lot of energy, I'm feeling a lot of different energy. And so he lit the smudging stick or whatever and started to walk through the house. And my mom had this antique mirror. God knows when it was from. It was old. It was the kind of mirror that had like the little crackles in it, but it was Mm -hmm. big. And it was right in like the entranceway to the living room and against the wall next to the, like where the basement stairs were. And I remember he didn't even look at it directly, but he, he walked next to it. It was like to his left and he just stopped walking and he didn't look at it and he just put his hand up and he just said, this mirror has got to go. And we were Mm. like, what? He goes, this mirror, you have to remove it from here. And I was like, why? He's like, uh, there's, it's some type of a entrance or, um. Like a portal. Like a portal.
0: Mm. Oh, I, I've never heard
5: anything like that before. Mm-hmm. He said, "There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of good energy in here. There's a lot of history here. There's a lot of things that happened here that were positive." He said, "But there's some really deep underlying negative energy that I'm picking up on, and this mirror is some type of an, uh, an allowance for that energy to transfer more easily into you, this world, and." Mm-hmm of course you know we're like all like freaked out <laughs> and it was my mom's favorite mirror and I was like bye <laughs> <laughs> see you later mirror I didn't touch it I was like I'm not touching this mirror I don't care who takes it out but it's got to go so yeah he he said that there was some type of like a dark energy that was in that space and we told him what had happened and he was like yeah I don't I don't know but You guys need to probably move. (laughs) Wow.
3: Um,
5: Something about how, you know, you can, you can get that energy transferred to you if you're not careful and it can stay with you. And I was like, after that, there was a very few days of packing and it was shortly after that, that we moved.
0: Oh, wow. Had your mom had the mirror for a while? Yeah. So maybe it just got activated by being in that place or something. It's weird. I have no idea. I have no idea. Did your mom ever have any experiences there? Mm, not that I can recall. Yeah. But well, it doesn't sound like
1: you guys were there that were you there for a long time? No, it wasn't yeah, a long time. So. It was less than a year.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I know.
5: <laughs> oh, my heart's pounding just thinking about it. But oh. yeah, I mean, since then, I, I can't recall any other like, specific instances where I had an encounter like that but it was just so vivid and so loud and it stuck with me
3: in
5: my yeah um it's like almost 20 years now and it feels like
0: it was yesterday well, sorry to make you relive that terrifying <laughs> moment but thank you for sharing your story with us
5: happy to contribute to your
0: spooky that is a spooky Halloween story <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that was pretty spooky well and cool that adrian could confirm it for you
5: that is the craziest part that was the that was the icing on the cake yeah Mm. maybe not so much cake but it was definitely like the holy shit moment
0: (laughs) the nail in the coffin
5: (laughs) the nail in the coffin exactly (laughs) the realization that i wasn't hallucinating yeah that there was something there that just vanished into thin air because we would have heard it go down the second flight of stairs if it was actually a person yeah. and there was nowhere else for, for an actual being to go right on the
1: second floor. Oh. And like, good point about the cell phones. Cause like this day and age, you would have like immediately texted. Right. Yeah. Like Adrian, was that you like, do you hear right. that something, you know, versus yeah. just having to wait until the morning? Cause like, you're not going out into that hallway. Oh no. Right. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die of a heart attack first. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Maureen looks like she's gonna have a heart attack now. You look, you still, <laughs> you know, look nervous. My God. I'm like lighting some Palo Santo right now. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm like, get out of here. I wonder what that room was for. That
5: room was really strange. I mean it, it barely could fit like a couple of normal size chairs. We used it as just storage, but there was yeah. a, a window that that you could see into the hallway that mm-hmm. I'm talking about and then two more windows that went outside so if you oh, went in this little door like you were in this weird little if you were a kid it would have been amazing like oh this is like a fun little yeah, fort yeah. room but it right. wasn't functional in any capacity whatsoever
1: and it had a closet in it
5: maybe like, it was like a kid's
1: bedroom millions, I wonder if or they hundreds had, of like, years
0: ago also
1: <laughs> sometimes those older houses they do additions but mm. they just like slap it on you know, yeah. it's not with any like forethought of like, oh, <laughs> this would work. So, like, maybe in order to add a bedroom, like they had this weird space that they just had to like do something with.
5: Yeah, I mean, they literally could have just left it open. That they didn't have to put a <laughs> wall there <laughs> right. with a win- with a window. Why a window? I like, who needs to see in into the a room from the closet? Yeah. Weird. Maybe it's like a
0: tiny there. nursery, so you could peek in.
5: Maybe, which is even. That's even yeah.
1: fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What we do we think this was a hospital? No, <laughs> people just like birth babies, and we're like, we'll just look at them from uh, <laughs> uh,
3: this.
5: the thought of like the things that went on in this house and like what it saw um, back in the day is just wild. Like even even had like the original double doors, like the ones mm. that the top and the bottom open separately. Mm. I like those. What
1: yeah. I forget, um, but I do love them. Yeah, old houses are cool, but then when you think about it a little too long, you're like, "But wait, <laughs> let's go yeah. like
5: like my house. This house is 1912. That's mm. fine. 1800s, pushing it. 1700s, no fucking way. Never again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. People were like bloodletting then. Like no, thank right. You. Maureen, I'm a little concerned because okay. we keep talking about these scary ghost stories. And and some people should be a medium, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now I'm like, are you just using this as a basis to continue to not tap into that? Yes,
0: (laughs) okay, (laughs) glad we're clear. This is a hundred percent (laughs) confirmation that that's a terrible idea,
1: yeah. Because for the record, the ghost story episode was your idea and i'm like yeah that sounds fun like whatever <laughs> now i see you and i'm like i don't think this is mm-hmm.
0: what you should try be to doing, tell me to maybe. be a medium now no nope.
5: <laughs> it might be your time though
1: <sighs> he said she has three years so we'll, oh yeah we'll lean into it okay <laughs> we'll see <laughs> she doesn't look convinced <laughs> a slow evolution I love that. Oh.
0: <laughs> Thank you for sharing your creepy story with us. Yeah. Your house is not 300 years old now. It was my pleasure. That was creepy. And now I'm
1: like mirrors. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm weary about mirrors now.
0: Like don't buy mm. old mirrors. Mm. <laughs> or just like have them blessed or something. I've yes. heard of
1: other things being portals too. Really? Like what? Like different types of statues sometimes crystals. It depends on like what energy you have around you or the house, you know? Yeah. The only other thing actually, now that I'm thinking about in this house,
5: 1900s, but I don't, I think this was more of a newer energy if it was anything at all. But before when we bought this house, there was an old woman who lived here also with my same last name, Russo, which I found to be interesting. I didn't find that out until the day we closed. And I saw a name tag on a board downstairs in the basement when I was walking through. Hmm. But anyway, on the first floor here by the front door, there's like a little teeny area that we use now for Lorenzo's toys. That's next to the stairs. And I guess her name was Dorothy. She couldn't do the stairs anymore. So her daughter put her twin size bed right down here, also under a window weird and so that's where she eventually passed and my cat when we first moved in for years for years every night we'd be sitting on the couch and we could see that little corner she would sit on the floor right in front of the opening and stare up into the corner and just go "Ah," (laughs) and like make all these noises And she had this weird, like, little, like, cackling cat sound. She was like, (laughs) I can't even describe it. But she would do that every night right around 10 10 p.m. when we were watching TV. And she'd just stare into the corner. And then she would just take off like a rocket after X number of minutes. Which was also really weird and creepy. But nothing nearly as terrifying as the boots. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that was Dorothy, like, checking checking out the house. Yeah, just coming to check on the new the I new mean, gadget.
0: cats are wild. I yeah. hate when Wolfie stares at nothing. <laughs> but usually, my concern is that there's like a mouse or a critter somewhere that mm. we can't see. You used to always it stare under a our ghost. dishwasher. <laughs> and Adam would be like, Are there dishwasher friends in there? <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, no. 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 <laughs> so a little so creepy all it. right well i hope that your halloween season is not so creepy this year thank you thanks you for sharing you know. your story we're gonna just take a little while to relax from the anxiety boost mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. i know have fun with the rest of your
5: day thanks. all right. you too. You guys. Your cortisol levels are super high yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh. it's so good to
5: see you both thanks you for having too
0: me you yes too. I'm
5: crushing it. All right. I, love, I love this for you Thank, Thank you.
0: you. Have a great All right. day. All right. You, you too. too. Bye,
4: Bye guys. Yeah. She'll probably be praying for this conversation too. Oh yeah. Bless <laughs> her. That's I'll lovely.
0: take whatever prayers people want to send out. So true. You,
4: you guys Good look too. so official with your mics and everything. <laughs>
0: oh, thanks. Yeah. We're legit. You were here <laughs> when this whole thing was incepted.
4: I love it. I'm ready. How are you? I'm I good. You. No, I feel like I haven't seen your face in forever. And today I feel like it's such a great morning to talk about ghost stories because it's all like misty and witchy outside. I
1: know. I know. I like walked downstairs this morning to make my tea and my kitchen like overlooks like the lake in the backyard. And it was just like this cloud, like over the lake. And I was like, Ooh, what a vibe. Oh, yes. I just like had a vision of wintertime. And I was like, oh, I'm going to love winter here. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Wow.
0: That's a sentence I never thought I would hear you say.
1: Wait, Maureen, I have to tell you something. Tiff, you're going to be shocked by this too. You guys, I've been taking cold showers. Well, like finishing my shower with a cold rinse.
4: I do that in the summer because I'm dying
0: of heat. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't make you angry for the whole day? (laughs)
1: No, it actually makes me, like, I start laughing. It's supposed to be really, like, you've heard of all this cold plunge. We've talked about this before. It's supposed to be really good for your nervous system. And as I'm, like, coming out of working full time, I'm, like, recognizing I need a good nervous system, like, reset. So I've started just, like, doing that.
4: Right. (laughs) It's
1: been kind of fun. I like it.
4: I don't mind that. It's good for inflammation too.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow.
4: It's good for your hair. It like helps to yeah, seal. supposed
0: to seal the cuticle or something.
1: Yeah, I haven't progressed to like getting my scalp cold. That seems like a oh. you know, I like kind of have my hair up and just like my full body, but not my scalp. The
4: transitional period that mm. you're in. Yeah, exactly.
1: we we'll, we'll work up to it, guys. Okay. Well, you okay. don't have and, a sweaty he head, it. so your head, I really no, don't. If it gets cold, you're done exactly
4: <laughs> that's your limit we all need them
0: exactly it's a boundary
4: <laughs> yes healthy mm.
0: well tiff thanks for coming on yeah Let thanks
4: it... for having me guys i'm so excited
0: we are too yeah and i was like Tiff, such a good storyteller this is going
1: to be great have i do i know this story have i heard this
4: like do you guys want me to set up the scene of
0: course
4: i'm, I'm taking you back
0: take us back <laughs> set the okay. scene so, Take us on a little journey.
4: Yeah, I'm taking you back to the 80s. So I was born in San Diego, San Diego, <laughs> on June 30th, 1981. There you go. So my grandparents, I moved in with my grandparents, my mom and I. So we kind of all lived together. They were the original owners of the house. They had it built. So there was nothing else there before them as okay. we were. Okay. <laughs> now, given the experiences that I had in this house, I question who dwelled in that land before us because i I will say this. I'll tee this up that myself, my mom, my grandmother, and my uncle Jeffrey, my hippie uncle, you guys have heard me mm-hmm. talk about uncle Jeffrey, were very like sensitive and that kind of, area and I feel like we were the only ones who had experienced things my grandfather I think all thought that we were crazy he's a skeptic Mo, he's a <laughs> mo <laughs> there's got to be one in every group right <laughs> that we turn eventually
0: yeah
4: um but really I think you know as a kid you always think like when you imagine things it's your imagination right like mm mm-hmm definitely can get the best of you. But I always had this weird feeling in the house, probably around the age of like five or six. I used to go to sleep and like be woken up by the sounds of laughter, like kind of like very faded and I would get up. I was very ballsy at first and I would go out into the living room and I heard and I didn't see anything. I was expecting to see like children. That's how like loud it was and how boisterous it was. So it kind of freaked me out. I remember running back into my bed and then nothing happened for the longest time. But in our house, it's probably about a good 1200 square feet. So it's a very tiny cozy house, probably mm-hmm. built, I think like late sixties, early seventies. Um, So when you first walk in, the kitchen is over to the left. And then there's this long hallway that goes down to the bedrooms, but there was a couch that kind of Cushioned up to the wall so you can look down into the hallway. I remember sitting there during the day. And there was just something, you know, when you have that gut feeling, like, look, you don't hear or see anything or feel anything. There's just this voice in you that says, look. I remember looking to my right down the hallway and I saw these dark shadows going in and out of each room. Ooh. And I sat there frozen on the couch. Like if I had magnets on me (laughs) and I was just like, I couldn't move. It scared the shit out of me. And how old are you then? Um, I was probably around six or seven. I lived until I was eight. And that's when we moved to Arizona. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: So, you know, it's a very young age, very imaginative age. And I will admit, you guys know me, you're my friends. I have a very big imagination (laughs) (laughs) and I definitely did at that age, but I know for certain, even in my gut as adult, looking back, like I can tell the difference between my imagination and what I was really seeing. Mm -hmm. So fast forward a little bit, um, after that night on the couch, the voices came back. And this time I was afraid to get the hell out of my bed. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm staying right here. And I remember lifting my covers over my head. And I felt someone in the room.
3: You could feel
4: like a temperature change in the room. I could feel it. And you know you just kind of lay there and in your head, you're like, is this real? No, it's not. I'm just psyching myself up. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. I was so afraid to kind of just slowly take the covers away from my face. And when I did, there were two faces staring back at me. Oh, <laughs> I kid you I'm not. means a nightmare. <laughs> I know. To me. When you, I, I, I think we just, stared at each other
0: what did they look like
4: so i i literally can see them clear as day in my head still to this day they were probably like in their 70s i would say and they had bonnets on there was a male and female same age <sighs> i couldn't see past their heads which is the worst most terrifying. <laughs> because I'm like, where, are, where are their bodies like all i see are their faces i was terrified i was paralyzed in my bed and at first I just took the covers and put them right over my head and I was like this isn't real this isn't real please go away please go away and then I think I closed my eyes and beelined it for my grandparents bedroom without even looking <laughs> I ran through the you know bodiless people and I just like beelined it for the room and jumped in the bed and I was screaming <laughs> my grandmother comes in the room turns on the light there's nothing I'm like, no, you don't understand. There's like two heads like floating <laughs> by my bed. Oh my you don't understand. So I think I was, I think I slept with them for the next few nights. Cause I was so hor- like, like horrific, trying to even try to think about going back into my, my bedroom. Um, and they reappeared, they reappeared a couple nights and there was some span of time that went by. I will say though, they never tried to speak to me. They kind of just Kind of like when you're a parent and you're going in to check on your child and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, you're good. You're safe. That's the kind of vibe after a while, after I let the terrifying thought in my head leave, I was like, I don't think they are here to harm me.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: That kind of changed for me. Probably fast forward a couple of nights later after the last time I saw them, I heard the voices again. And this is what really freaked me out. I was laying in bed and I was like, there's those voices again. And I'm telling you, it is like 2, 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. No one is up. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only child in that room or in that house. There's not even children that live like next door to us. They're like way down the street, way up the street. I tried to get out of my bed, you guys, and I was being held down. Whoa. Like I could feel this pressure on my chest and I couldn't even get up. I don't even think I could scream. And at that point, that's when I really began to get scared. I'm like, I can't see what's holding me down, but I know I can't leave my bed. I can't scream for my grandparents or my mom. Like, what is this? And yeah, that's when I knew like, it went from like jovial, oh yeah, just floating heads and children's voices that aren't there to something a little bit more evil. So I remember talking to my grandmother, like getting up the courage to talk to her, because I'm thinking to myself, she's gonna think I'm crazy. Like I must have watched a scary movie or Mm -hmm. which they didn't allow me to do. So I don't even know like where I would get these ideas from if I even Mm -hmm. tried to create them. Wait, did
0: you just wait until the pressure went away? Like you just laid there?
4: I just remember laying there and I think closing my eyes and I could feel my heart beating. Like through my chest, like so so bad that you could just feel the mattress moving. Mm-hmm. Like that's how bad. Like if we knew what anxiety attacks were back then, that's probably what I was probably mm-hmm. having. And it just mm-hmm. and it just released. Okay. Well, almost like I think about it's like it was asserting its power and mm-hmm. letting me know that it was there,
0: mm-hmm.
4: testing me too to see what I was gonna do. And maybe what my power was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of power I have right now, but I don't feel like I have any. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember talking to my grandmother and she, I I came to her as like, grandma, I want to talk to you about something. And I felt like I could talk to this woman about anything and everything. I just vibed with her. She got me, I got her. But I'm also like seven at this point. I go, listen, I think that there was something in my room last night. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was describing it to her and she kind of stopped and looked at me like it reminded her of something. Mm. And then instantly it's like, she caught herself and was like, oh, it's just your imagination. Don't worry about it. And that was the end of the conversation. I never brought up again. I never had a visitation again. And that was probably when I was a teenager. So we're back in Arizona. I'm talking to my grandmother And I know that my grandmother, she went through like a a lot of health issues and she had a lot of weird visitations of her own. And we were kind of sharing stuff. And I said to her, I go, can I ask you a question? We lived back in San Diego. I was telling you about the visitations I was having and you just were dismissive. And she's like, well, now that you're old enough, we can talk more about it.
0: And I'm like,
4: so she proceeded to tell me that her and my uncle, Uncle Jeffrey, both had things happen. She was home alone one day. It was like a fall day, just like today. (laughs) But all the windows were closed because it was a little chilly. You know, when fall hits in San Diego, it's like we bust out our winter jackets and it's like. I was 65 degrees. Oh my God. Like, let's put on our winter coat. So, and she said she was just doing like normal housework. Every, I was at school. Everyone wasn't home. She was the only one that was home. And she had this feeling like she needed to get the hell out of that house. Like, so bad. Like, if she didn't get the hell out, she was never going to make it out. She said, she grabbed her purse and like went into the car. And the kitchen looks out like the porch and out to the street. She said, for some reason, when she was in the car, she went to go look back and she saw the curtain be pulled back. Like someone oh. was out of it. Oh God. And she said to me, she goes, it was right around the time that you were having your stuff happen. And oh. I, just, <laughs> like, why would you tell me that? But I understand as an adult, like you're just right. the fire, right? Like you don't as an adult, you're probably like scared shitless. Like what the hell's going on?
3: Yeah.
4: Right? And then you're not going to just like hype up this seven-year-old child. Mm-hmm. So so frightened that she can't even close her eyes at night. Um. The funny thing is like when I go back down the road to adulthood, we fast forward majorly. And you guys know that I've totally opened talking to spiritual readers. And I went to one, I think it, it, it was either Driana or Andrea. It was one of those two. And we kind of went into like a little past life regression sort of session. And they said to me, they're like, you've lived here before in the Northeast. And I was like, no, I didn't. Like, I am a West Coast girl. Like, I am from the Northeast. Like, don't, don't try to tell me I'm from here. Being real sassy. She goes, no, no, no. She goes, you used to live here. Like up in New England somewhere, not Connecticut, but somewhere like New Hampshire, maybe something, Massachusetts. And she kind of went into the story and she goes, You had parents that really were protective over you and you never had children of your own. And she started to describe them, you guys. This as soon as the word bonnets She's like, I'm seeing bonnets on their head. I literally oh. felt like a brain from my, oh my God, I and I was like, what? Wow. Literally, I just sat there it's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not okay. I'm like, I need to tell you something. And she's like, that was them. She goes, did they just kind of like, and she literally, she goes, they came, they would come and visit you. And she said to me, she goes, they still come to check on you. Not as much, but they don't make themselves known.
1: Oh my god. I remember this. I think it was Driana.
4: I think it was Driana and she was so on point about so many things. Oh my god. Oh yeah. And she went on to tell me about my life here in New England and like who I was in that life, but I just I don't even think I heard any of that. Like I was just so locked in. I'm like, "Holy shit." <laughs> it all just had like this full circle moment. But it's weird because I do, you know, you talk so many times and I'll I'd be interested to hear your guys's point of view too they always say like houses aren't haunted, people are haunted. Mm. Like, what do you think it is? Is it energy left behind from that land? Or is it an attachment to somebody that that person living has kind of opened themselves up to or kind of created their own kind of um, energy Mm. that is attacking them?
0: Yeah, it's interesting So it sounds like If it was your parents from a past life ghost checking on you when you were a kid, but then it seems like it was a very different energy that was like pinning you in place and making your grandmother feel like she needed to get out of the house. So I wonder if they were kind of protecting you against that or where that was coming from.
4: Yeah. Fee, what do you, I'll, I'll tap into that Mo. Fee, what do you think?
0: I mean, yeah,
1: I think both can be true. I think both can be true. And it's just making me think of when my parents at their old house, one of my sister's friends came over and she was like, Ooh, she was like, this house is built on um, native American land. She's like, and there's an energy here and they are not happy. And that house felt very like heavy. Like you, when you entered the house, you felt like you couldn't leave or you couldn't get things started or get going or whatever. Like there was just an energy there, you know? Um, so I think it could be it could be both
4: mm-hmm. I so I definitely think it could be both I think that once she kind of validated the bodyless people mm. the <laughs> as my parents I I felt mm. it at I was like okay because I didn't feel threatened by them right so I validated my initial gut feeling about them the other stuff though always lingered in my mind. And as my grandmother's health degressed, she had more things, visitations happened to her. And there's one that I was a part of. And that's the next thing I kinda wanna get into and share with you guys. And this made me realize there definitely is a heaven and hell. There definitely are amazing, I think, angel and positive spirits that are all existing around us. And then there's evil
3: hmm
4: and I you know someone told me one time they're like if anyone ever knocks at your door you never say come in because you never know who else you're inviting in with them and it's true like you never know like what is attached to us or to someone else mm-hmm. and what you're opening yourself up to so when my grandparents uh when I was a sophomore in high school they moved to Idaho and so random I'm like I don't even know like what is <laughs> But it's beautiful up there. It's funny how popular it is now. It's like a trendy place, right? So I was there for the summer. I was there in the summer. So I was in high school. So I think it was like a junior in high school at this point. And I had my own bedroom. Her bedroom backed up into mine. And then my grandfather had his own separate room because he was a horrible uh, snorer. And my grandmother was (laughs) like, I want my own bed. (laughs) You out. (laughs) I like it. Um, she was having a lot of spinal issues. She was on a lot of different medication too. So I think like when she would offer up her stories or encounters, people didn't believe her. Cause they were like, Oh, it's a medication. Mm-hmm. It's just her mind, you know, wandering, whatever. I believed her though, because when she would talk to me about these things, she looked terrified and she mm-hmm. could describe things to me in detail. And she said to me, she goes the other night, I was laying on my side, with my back to the open room, and I heard this voice say to me, "Are you ready to go yet?" And she uh. said, she turned over, and there was a dark shadow standing beside her. And then she heard this cackling.
3: Oh no! And, like,
4: even when I say, I'm like, oh my god, I- I'm gonna be staging my house later. And <laughs> like. <laughs> um she heard this cackling and she had this when she woke up the next morning I think she said to him she goes no I'm not and she, <laughs> she went back over up to her side and said that she'd go back to sleep she said when she woke up the next morning she had like this rocker chair and there was this bear on it the bear's head was twisted all the way around
1: oh and oh my god her, how creepy got, like,
4: that was like a representation of like her spine and like what was happening to her body Right. I'm sitting there and I'm like, listen, why don't you sleep in my room tonight? Let's see if homeboy comes to visit me. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. So I'm in her room that night. I'm sleeping. I had you guys, I had the craziest dreams, craziest dreams. I had a dream that there was this like massive demon On the foot of the bed, and this hand was over, stretched over the bed. And I was like, my body was arching, like levitating. Oh my God. All of a sudden, it hit the bed. And when I hit the bed in my dream, I woke up and I started, I ran to the bathroom because she had her own separate bathroom and started puking.
1: Oh, wow. Gosh.
4: So violently ill. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Oh my God. I come back into the room, the temperature had dropped. And it's summertime. I literally could see my breath in the room.
1: Wow. Oh my God.
4: And I was like, all right, this is what I asked for. Like now I'm an adult. <laughs> i you know, I'm in high school, whatever, but I'm an adult. I'm like, all right, I'm not fearful. So I sat on the bed and I literally started praying. That's the only thing I could think of doing. Cause I knew like what was in that room was not something that was here to just hang out and like, Mm. you know, be gentle. This was something Mm -hmm. that was trying to hurt my family. So I started praying as I was praying. I could feel the temperature in the room start to like rise back up. I couldn't see my breath anymore. And I just, I said, I was like in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. You cannot touch her. You cannot harm her. She is protected by God and she never had another issue in that house.
1: Wow. Look at you just laying the demons. I, I mean, surprised. I don't know if I'm a demon
4: player, but <laughs> I do think, I think when people are like at their weakest and they're ill and they also feel like there's like no hope and they just feel battered down. I think that's when it's such a vulnerable moment for things like that around us to attack. Mm. And I think, you know, ghost stories are fun. And I think there's a lot of, um, truth to them but I think it's also intertwined into like some evil stuff too Mm. and I strongly like what you said fee like Native American like I take that very seriously too like especially out west it's such a strong culture and you hear all the stories and it's like I believe land can be cursed I believe people can be cursed yeah and I think there's a lot of us that are sensitive to it that are open to it And then there's the skeptics that just maybe haven't had the right experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't want them to
0: visit me. I know.
1: Okay. So uh, Tiff, a reader came on the show and told Maureen that she had some like abilities that may come forward in the next couple of years of some mediumship. And so now after hearing this story, I feel like Maureen, is going to put her shields up.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right. Like I said, no, thank you.
4: Yeah. But here's the thing though. I fully believe that we have people on the other side that are protectors and help us, but we have to call upon them. Right. And so, and, whatever God you choose to, to praise to like whatever form of spirituality you have, that is our like shield.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Cuz I think there's a lot of good that can come from people that have that gift and that sensitivity. Yeah. Um and I think there are some spirits that don't pass over or what I mean do we really know what the hell happens to us when we die?
0: Definitely no. not.
4: No. I think it's all about what you believe in. So I think there's a lot of people that hang out and are just here for the ride and
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: they want to communicate and there's something like peace out. Like I'm ready to like move on. I'm, I'm over you guys, but I do think that you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of clear out the weeds a little bit and want it as well. I think some people open themselves and aren't ready for it. And you hear about that too, with people that are like, channelers and like oh, I don't want to be talking to dead people all the time like this is exhausting
1: yeah
4: Um, but I think there's all different types of gifts Mo would be really interested to see like what yours is mm-hmm.
0: you're coming have you thought her. about getting into learning more mediumship it sounds like you have some natural connectivity with that side
4: I've thought about it I've had a I every single person that I've a spiritual reader has told me they're like you do have like they, I don't like the word psychic because it's <laughs> like, I should be over crystal balls, like you know. But they say I have some sort of ability with that. I battle sometimes, I can be a very spiritual person, and you know, everyone calls me like witchy. It's like I'm not like practicing like Wiccan or anything like that for all those people that think that. Um, <laughs> You know, I love the the metaphysical and like all, you know, all things of the earth and all that. But I also was raised with like Christianity too. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I battle with that because, you know, you're taught to believe that stuff's evil. That's the devil. And I think I am still in that transitional period of me coming, to, coming into my power to be like, mm-hmm. no, I that it can be, I feel like it's a recipe, right? Like spirituality. Mm-hmm. in a way. I think we all kind of make it what's best for us. So I haven't really I think there's still a little bit of fear like keeping me back of tapping into that.
0: Yeah, that's valid. I mean, you had some scary experiences too.
4: Yeah, because I honestly like when people are like, "Oh, and listen, my grandmother, she she tried to go to the church, the Catholic church, Christian church. I think she went even went to Jewish and they were like, no, we're not touching that. Like you're mm. just crazy, which I actually find surprising because exorcisms, stuff like that are a real thing, especially that the Catholic church takes part in even Christianity. So I believe like, if you believe in heaven, you have to believe in hell. Mm. Like, you have to be open to that possibility. It can be scary. Like what's really out there, or mm. it can be really amazing. And
1: that's so true.
4: We could talk about aliens sometime too, because you know, there's a I whole
0: I think we should. Oh, that might have to be another. Can episode. you guys get
4: like a UFO expert on or something?
0: <gasps> sure. Mo?
4: Yeah. Mo, can you recruit that? I would love to listen that. Episode. When we were
0: in Arizona, we we met with this woman who um she led our spoon our fork bending class. And she also did UFO tours every night where she guaranteed a sighting. Does wow. she have an app that she can
4: like, like an Uber Eats for like, um, like a to UFO? Well, I was
0: like, I mean, technically it's just an unidentified object. So if we don't identify anything, I guess that's true. <laughs> but
4: but here's the thing. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was like pumped like during COVID because we were getting so close where our government was literally finally coming and saying yes they do exist little people are here like we the bodies the area 51 we see- wait remember we'll see- that dream you had which one? The one oh, <laughs> oh my god that was wild
1: we're gonna save it for the alien episode
4: I mean, people are going to think I'm certifiable. It was a dream, people. I don't really think this is going to happen. He literally <laughs>
1: called me and she's like, I have to tell you about this dream. And I'm like, okay, go ahead. I, to
4: to <laughs> I mean, I wish that I, I knew where Uncle Jeffrey was. He was some, somewhere down in Belize because his stuff, mm. whew, I don't think the listeners are ready for that. <laughs> I think you actually had to prompt that. Now, now you're going to drop some acid or shroom over your voices, and then we're going to take you down a tunnel of experience into the portal of the unknown.
0: That's our intro for every episode.
4: (laughs) That's great. So If you guys can get on that, I will be your number one listener for that.
0: Oh my god, love. All right, right, we'll work on it. We'll save the UFOs or the aliens for our next special. (laughs) <laughs> but thank you for sharing your ghost stories with I us. How fun. And I hope your parents with bonnets keep protecting you.
4: Yeah. You know, they seem kind of like cool people. They're just they don't talk much. <laughs> kind of chill. They aged yeah. <laughs> Oh, Good. People. Good. <laughs> I think they ate pretty organic and yeah. yeah. There's no Botox there, then, that's for sure. There but. was no
0: fertilizer at that time, so There's everything no was fresh.
4: Yeah, they were doing good. So good for them. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thank you. Love, you. Love you. Love you.
0: Bye. Bye. Hi. Hi. Are you still having nightmares of hearing those ghost stories? I mean, I am not. Are you? Because I feel like
1: um, I'm pretty sure I called you out. And I was like, no,
0: I don't know if this is a good idea for your future mediumship career. No, you can't go into it blind, Fiona. You have to be aware. (laughs) I did talk to Colin and I was like, yo, you're going to leave a goat head in Kyle's bed. (laughs) He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (gasps)
1: Oh, uh, so many interesting stories. I've never had experiences like those before.
0: No, thank God.
1: <laughs> you must've had something scary. Like, why are you so afraid of ghosts just from hearing other people's stories? Or is it that unsolved mystery that really got you? <laughs> that did really mess <laughs> me <laughs> up. It's
0: like a core memory. Maybe it triggered a past life. Something. Yes. I was hiding under my covers. When I was little, because I was like, I oh. do not want to see the ghosts. Oh, it was hot it's hot under sad. there. It's hot. <laughs> I would be like, so protective. I wonder if I, I just stick my foot out, if they're gonna get me. Probably yes. So I didn't. <laughs> Very hot. <laughs> that was before the days of air conditioning. <laughs> oh, my poor thing. I know.
1: I used to. My dad used to love the X Files, but I used to get really scared mm-hmm because the longest time I was very afraid of aliens
0: you were afraid of aliens yeah I wonder if it's a past life thing maybe I'm not afraid of them well, anymore Jenny did say that my soul has been here for many times so I know I tend to only be friends
1: with old souls
0: <laughs> well Lauren said that there. Every soul has been here since the beginning. So I don't really get what's an old soul. Just you've been on this planet for a long time instead of other planets. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, I was referencing Ainsley McLeod's work because he talks a lot about like the soul ages. Because like, even if you've been here a lot of time, there's like, he like numbers them one through 10. You know, so one being the youngest soul, 10 being the oldest soul, like almost done.
0: What age soul are you?
1: I think I'm like a a ten, a nine super or a ten. Super old. I think I'm super old. Yeah. They have like a couple a couple more times, and
0: then I'm good. Then you're an angel. I don't know. All right, ghost, and then you could put a goat head in Colin's bed. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't mess with Colin too much.
2: That'd Without be kids, weird. You know? Yeah, that'd be weird if you didn't <laughs> mess did. with them.
1: True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. I don't really think I would haunt anyone, though. I think I'd be a friendly ghost. Like Casper, your spirit animal. Right. Your spirit guide. My spirit ghost. My spirit ghost guide. Mm, I don't know. Debatable.
0: Anyways. <laughs> oh, and Ghostbusters left an impression. Those oh, ghosts are pretty scary.
1: Okay. I don't really remember watching that in my childhood. Uh, yeah. I remember watching it more as an adult. Okay.
0: Well, as a kid, there's demons and they take over the world. Oh, yeah. So- you might not want to mess with ghosts. Like when did you watch that? When you were like a kid kid or in high school? Yes. In high
1: school, we used to watch like scary movies. Like I watched Exorcist and I was terrified.
0: Oh yeah, I watched that in high school too. The new one looks-
1: like, what's the big deal? Really? Okay. I'm when not watching I... the new
0: one. There's no, no way. No way. They
1: did it again? Yes. There's two oh, kids God, no. that
0: get possessed in this one.
1: Mm-mm. Not for me. When I was pregnant with Landon- My brother Danny was over and we were just watching TV. Those were like in the days of cable, you know, Mm -hmm. and we started watching the exorcism of Emily Rose, which is terrifying. Like I was so afraid. And in the movie, in the movie, she would wake up at like 333. And that's, you know, those were the the clues that she was like getting possessed. Right. Mm -hmm. So this was in October we're watching because obviously it was Halloween and that's what was on TV was like a, you know, whatever. And we kept trying to stop watching it. Like we kept flipping to another channel, but then we were like, this is really also very interesting. So we continued to watch. So I'm watching this like super scary movie. It's October. My due date's in February. I kid Mm -hmm. you not. From October till February, I woke up every night at three three, three. And I literally was like, Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Did you what think I'm you're going gonna... to have a demon baby?
1: Yeah. I thought I was being possessed. I was like, no, I kept con- trying to talk myself. out I, I found myself to be very paranoid. My first pregnancy, like I was just so afraid that something bad was going to happen. Like we had like motion sensor lights in the backyard. So if I woke up at the time, then the lights were on. I was like, oh God, someone's trying to come in here and kill me. Like, I don't know. No. It was crazy. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. But thankfully. kind of scary. Yeah. Thankfully, um, I didn't, I was not possessed by anything. Um, My child is not a demon
0: in any Excellent.
1: way, shape or form. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's all good.
0: You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was at the gym and I was thinking, you know, How John was saying, if you don't move your emotions out of your Mm. body, they stay put. Mm. I was like, exercise and exorcism is very similar (laughs) words. And I feel like I'm getting out all the demons. (laughs) Good word. Getting those emotions out. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. On the elliptical. Perfect. On the elliptical. Okay, good. (laughs) Uh, Well, we hope you enjoyed our little special spooky episode. Yeah, we would love it if you would share our podcast with a friend. Mm -hmm. And if we really appreciate that you already took time to listen. But if you could take a couple more minutes, just like when you're waiting in line to get your coffee or something and pop over and write us a nice review. Those are so fun. And it helps people find our show. Absolutely. And also just a little
1: reminder that we did start up mystically inclined book club. Um, So if you're interested in joining, we'll have that in our show notes. And like, just so you know, it's not going to be all spiritual books. We're going to do a little mixture of books, um, whole different genres. So it should be really fun. And then we're going to do some meetups. Um, If you're local to Connecticut, we'll do some in person and we'll do them on zoom um, if you're not local. So that should be really fun. So join that too.
0: I love a good book club. It's going to be great.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. All right. That's all. Have a happy Halloween. Bye. Bye.